You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series, movie, or audio and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And it may not seem like it, but this is the ninth episode of Battlestar Galactica Season 2, a.k.a. Galactica 1980. This time, the episode is called Space Croppers. Get that right. Croppers with an O. Yep. Episode synopsis. The Cylon Imperious leader is getting impatient. The Colonials haven't led them to Earth, so he's decided to force their hand. He orders a flight wing to destroy the Colonial Fleet's aggro ships. In the fight, two out of the three of the ships are destroyed. Without those ships, the Galactica will be unable to feed the fleet. It's a good thing the Cylons didn't think of that plan 30 yarns ago. <laughs> Somehow, Adama sees this as an opportunity. They will now establish their first colony on Earth, one that will raise crops for the fleet. Not only will this be their first foothold on Earth, but it will give a permanent home for the children that are already there. Troy and Dylan will return to Earth and partner with a local farmer to get things underway. To do this, now that the fleet has ended running from the Cylons and are in orbit, they've had to use special fighter diversionary tactics to allow Troy and Dylan to make their trips to and from Earth undetected by the Cylons. D-Squadron, known as the Daggets, are a bunch of hot rod pilots who mod their vipers and while they don't have much to do in this episode it's clear they will be playing a much bigger role in future episodes on earth the tepid duo buy a partnership in the troubled farm of hector alonzo hector and his family are good hard-working salt-of-the-earth types they just have one problem hector is hispanic and the major land baron in the area john stedman does not like Hispanic people. As the largest landowner and loudest voice of the local growers association, Stedman has bullied his way into having the lion's share of the water and is actively trying to force Hector to sell out by cutting back on his water allotment. His ranch hands aren't any better, and they deliberately destroy all the seed Troy and Dylan purchased at the local seed store. Of course, Troy and Dylan know that they can reason with Stedman, so they go talk to him like civilized people. Surprisingly, that doesn't go as badly as you'd think because Stedman makes them a wager to ride his unrideable horse, Satan, and they win. They get the horse, $1,000, and restitution for the materials destroyed by the ranch hands. Things are pretty desperate back at the fleet. They're going to need those crops right away, and they've apparently never heard of this thing called a grocery store on Earth. They got to get that seed planted tonight so they can harvest it tomorrow. But everyone in the valley is afraid of Stedman and no one will work for them. Not to worry, we've got some space scouts. And between that, plowing the fields with their laser pistols, Dr. Z flying saucer, making rain and adding a growth booster to it, they have a bumper crop by morning. But there's more. Stedman was spying on them. He saw the UFO and the colonial farmers arrive. And when he tries to call in the law, everyone thinks he's crazy and the local growers association grows a pair and redoes the water allocation for the valley. The Galactica has its food, 
they have a colony on Earth. The kids have a permanent home, and Troy and Dylan needlessly fly off into the sunset, awaiting their next adventure. The end. I, uh, I'm going to make a controversial opinion here. What's that? I think this episode was the moment when they may have turned the corner towards getting better. Yep. I was going to go out on a limb and, saying, and, and say that this might actually have been the best episode of the series. And it looked, I mean, there was some stuff, there's definitely some stuff in here that makes you groan. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were fixing the format of the show right here. Yes. Yeah, they, they were, they, they were, they were dialing it in, as they say. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know, they, they've got like, you, we have a, we're going to state that we have a long-term goal, which can easily last multiple episodes, colonists. You know, we have a definite need in the fleet for them to get out of space. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it it was definitely like, oh, okay, this is not too bad. And and even, you know, and I'm sure this was just somebody having fun of the typewriter, maybe after a couple bottles of bourbon, the, the, the D squadron, that <laughs> could actually have spun off into a couple episodes where they were yes. trying to take out the, the Cylons. Yes. They, uh, they, yeah. were, they were putting, this felt like they were putting pieces in place to try to fix the show. Get rid yeah. of the kids or, you know, plausibly have them, a place for the kids to live. Exactly. Have a reason for the kids to be around, you know, uh, life and on the you farm. you don't have to go to the farm. To learn. We've got some and, Galacticans on the farm. They've got a colony forming then, there. Then, Troy and Dylan can go off and do stuff without being saddled with this nonsense. Um, yes. You've got D Squadron where you can have some space fighter stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, they must have been, they must have been doing something with D Squadron because why was this whole stupid scene where the captain of the maintenance comes in and he's like, I've got to have a talk with you, a commander about the, yeah. the D squadron because they've been taking the limiters off their things. And Adama's like, Oh gosh, it's like, and, <laughs> uh, and why is this a problem? It, yeah. I mean, if the limiters have been limiting their vipers, uh, maybe you should take the limiters off. I mean, the, I, I don't know what, yeah. Off the, I don't, I don't know what your, uh, what the point of this is, but you know, it felt like we were giving his character. We we're making a character of D squadron. Right, right. You're Which, bringing it up, you know, so it has to be used, or it should be used in some way, not just as yeah. you know. We're going to use these guys, and we've actually given some plausible backstory about as cover, so Troy and Dylan can fly to Earth and not be noticed by the Cylons. Which I guess their long-range scans haven't shown anybody flying ships to any planets in the system. <laughs> I, I'm we 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 are so going to work on where where the Galactica is here before this episode's over, but... Yeah, yeah um, you're uh, yeah. Saturn, I think. Maybe yeah, just, I, I, th- I think that's... Uh, well, all right. Well, <laughs> the, yeah, who but, knows? Yeah. So you've got the, you got the people... And, and this is the part I really like. When they started the show and they went to see Dr. Mangala or Mandelson or Manderson and Ben Diffkerskin, whatever his name was, right? Robert Reed. Dan Brady, yeah, yeah. Mike long, Brady. long ago, yes, yes. Their goal was to come to Earth and help Earth surreptitiously to move it along technologically. Right. right. Do you not think that they could do far more good by bringing their farming techniques to Earth? Yeah, or just more people. I mean, let's face it. What's going to happen 
what's going to happen when all the people in the valley see Hector Hello. farming in his crop or uh, reaping his crops? Right. So, yeah, reaping the crops reaping, yeah. at the wrong time of year. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a bumper crop at that. And they know he just bought the seed yesterday or the day and before. It's gone the next day. And it's gone the next day. And now they're selling this stuff out. What are they going to do? They're going to say, how do you do this? Now, the question is, do the Galacticans help them? Because if you could end food insecurity mm-hmm. on Earth, right? You're not, you're not giving them weapons. You're not advancing the technology, but you are, you are working towards increasing stability of humanity on Earth. I'm not saying that would solve all our problems because obviously we've got Mr. Stedman and his uh, hatred of, as he puts them, wet knacks. And, yeah. And, uh, uh, but uh, yeah. Or vermin. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it feels like this is just another opportunity that the Galactic could start dropping these these small little things in. And, you know, they could be doing a lot of stuff like mining materials they need to make more UFO ships or... Uh, you know, or are you just organizing shopping trips to to buy stuff like food? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be a problem for us to buy seed. It's not going to be a problem for you to buy food. Really. I mean, mm-hmm. you only got as much as one farm could grow in one day. <laughs> right. Right. That's okay. Which more than eh. yeah. Yeah. So bought out a warehouse somewhere of food. Yeah, so. And- I'm guessing the UFO is going to arrive. They're going to fill it to the gun walls full of food. They're going to take it back to Galactica, and then they'll say, "Okay, we'll be back in uh, I don't know two days, and yeah, make more some food more. for us." And they just re- yeah, that... keep repeating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that part's a little bit dicey, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if uh, they keep spraying the land with that super nutrients and stuff, sure, why not? Yeah, and if they did that and it was in the rain, did it make all the other farmers' crops That's what grow? I'm worried about. Like, all of a sudden, the tree is going to turn into ants and start walking around or something like that. <laughs> Dr. Z would never do anything like that. Oh, no, of course Actually, not. Yeah. Okay. So there are some... Why? We might as well get it out of the way. There are some sure. images in this episode. There are some lines of dialogue in this episode. And I am more confused than ever and about what the heck the Galactica has done. Now, first off, as you point out, we very clearly see one of the aggro ships around Saturn. However, yes. I think we both know that's the Valley Forge from Silent yes, Running. Yes, it is. The Valley Forge. Yep. Which is where they snagged this footage from. Yep. And so I don't know that we can take that as indicative that Actually, the fleet is at Saturn, but who knows? Uh, I mean, well, we you saw know, the Cylon the... base ships over Carillon. Who's so, to say uh, that there aren't uh, gas giants with rings around Alpha Centauri? Okay, so yes, then that's one possibility. They said mm-hmm. they were like doing Alpha Centauri or something at some point. Okay, Adama says, or Doctor Z says, I forget which one it was in the conversation, but it doesn't really matter since we stopped running and have gone into orbit yeah it doesn't really stay orbit around around. yeah we don't know that around the sun orbit around alpha centauri orbit around earth orbit around saturn i mean where are they and how can they be so close that the vipers can get back and forth to earth and the cylons 
don't know Earth is there. Right. And, and you know, the stupid imperious leader is all like, I'm getting impatient waiting for them to show us where Earth is. It's like, wait. <laughs> First off, what? Is that why you've been following them for 30 years? Is that why you didn't wipe them out 30 years ago? Is because you've been waiting for them to take you to Earth because our programming says kill all humans and <laughs> we think there might be more humans, so we must go kill more humans. If they could have flown in and blown up the aggro ships, they only needed to make like one or two more raids and that would have been the end of the fleet 30 yarns ago. Right. Which yeah, exactly. I think they did anyway once. Uh, yes, uh, they did blow up uh, a bunch of uh, the aggro ships. They... Uh, Magnificent Warriors, I believe that was the episode. Yeah, it's it's one of the... No. Uh, wait, no. It... Right, Magnificent Warriors was Starbuck crashes on planet with Pegasus plants. This is the one where the with uh Jack Klugman's wife, whose name eludes me, Brett Summers, oh. was trying to uh to to land Adama as husband material and they had the pig raiders. Yes, yes. And I cannot think of the name of that episode, but it's it's not the Magnificent Warriors, but uh, I think so. No, 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 no that's way. definitely the kids. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Magnus Warriors is definitely the stupid kids in their thing. I could just look in here and, and go that it, it is. Nope, 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 you are right. It is the uh, it is the Magnificent Warriors, in which I might add the Cylons destroyed two out of three of the aggro ships right. in that one. And the third aggro ship was damaged and lost all its crops, and that's why they had to go to the planet and uh, get more seed, which, you know, I guess they managed to build two more aggro ships in the 30 years. Or maybe they you know, bought them somewhere cheap on the way. Could be. We saw, we saw that the, the Vipers now have the ability to reach light speed. Yeah. Which yeah. We, we sort of thought they could do in the original, but it's always kind of a little dodgy as to like how fast they're moving on Battlestar Galactica. It's, it's really hard to tell. But in this show, we explicitly been told that they have created the ability to travel fast and light, which is how they do time travel, right? But if they're at Alpha Centauri, yeah, it's they're still three flight. years away at light year and yeah, light speed. Point three years. Well. Is it four? Three point four. All right. Yeah. Right. right. You're right about Magnus and Warriors. We'll go with four point three. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some change in there too, but over four light years, it would be a long. Uh, flight you better go to the bathroom before you leave yes before you get on they they do not actually that's the other difference in galactic they ha they have no buttholes no um oh. no fingerprints <laughs> and they do not excrete they do not excrete that's <laughs> very because tidy. i just They're i just tidy. read i just read the other day uh that the uh that the anus is as unique as your fingerprints and so if they don't have fingerprints, they regrettably, do not. I read the same thing. Do not have an anus. So, I mean, I, I think that's otherwise, that's the only way they're going to be able to ID them. Uh -huh. All right, boys, sit on that copier. All right. Um, <laughs> Yay. You want me to put my badge where? Here? What? Yeah. We do this all the time, please. Okay. <laughs> this is how our biometric doors work. Yeah, uh, no, no, that that's not a doorknob. <laughs> well, you know, UFOs and alien probing, there you go. 
they are they, aliens from another planet. They do planet, have so. a UFO. I do like the Drops way that out of the Stedman, ship. I, I do yeah. like the way that Stedman tried to get the cops to arrest them by pretending like they were illegal aliens. Oh yeah, and not mentioning that they're illegal aliens from space. Exactly, and you can. What's great is is uh, what was it uh, Danny Claire? Uh, Danny Elcar, yeah, Elcar, yeah, Elcar. Uh, his his acting with that is great because as he's saying the lines, you you know, you can see that he is 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 visually showing that it's dawning on him exactly what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I better just shut up. <laughs> yeah, I saw him come down in their ship. Ship. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, you know, he was posed posed to be the the Roscoe P. Coltrane of this. You know, always being oh, yes. shorter. He could have oh, come yes, back he was. again and again and again. Whenever they go back to another episode on the farm, damn those Alonzo's. there for them. That they're alien farmers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, they are. Some of them are. I I love I love Dylan's line. I don't feel like an alien. I uh, I don't feel illegal. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that was it. I don't feel illegal. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Okay. Yeah, but. Today's I mean, it's not like your faces different. are on every post office in the country. Yeah, let's ignore that for this episode. Yes, that that that's one. You know what I think they what? should have done? This would have been hilarious. What? You know how uh, when Xavier came back and they redid him as as Jeremy Brett? Yeah. And Dr. Z says, well, you know, our reconstructive plastic surgery techniques are quite advanced, Adama. And they could have done that to Troy and Dylan. True. I mean, you know, sure. Doctor Z could probably hack the computers and and get that stuff taken down, or get them some ID cards or something. That would be kind of a clever idea. But oh. but you know, barring that, they could have given them plastic surgery. They could have made them look like uh, uh, Dirk Benedict and Richard Hatch. <laughs> so for yeah. the next part of the series, they could have gotten those guys back just playing Troy and Dylan. Wow. <laughs> Oh man, gosh, Dylan! When did you start smoking fumarellos? <laughs> it's in my contract. I'm do a TV show without a fumarello shoved up my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's. No, I was gonna still, say there's that, still issues. That him saying I don't feel illegal in today's enlightened age. That's like, well, yeah, because you're white, and that's not who they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. There is, there is exactly. That. that was a little cringy. <laughs> So uh, yeah, <laughs> well, the whole thing was kind of cringy. I'm, yeah, because we live in, as you say, we live in an enlightened age, and that sort of thing doesn't happen anymore. Eh. Well, but, uh, yeah, there's no yeah. about it more. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, in a way, I think it was kind of um, very overt for 1980s television. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, it 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 did feel a little. It it felt a little out of place even for then. Um, it, how he was like? No, it's 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 Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of lot of teaching in this one. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm glad yeah. I learned about how to seed clouds. Um, <laughs> or how rain starts anyways. Nucleation points and dust. But yeah, <laughs> thank you for that, some... Adama. Well, I would form the yep. nucleation points, right? Yeah, that's Adama. exactly very good. You paid attention in school. Um, <laughs> just to remember who the brains of this fleet is. Yep. Speaking of the brains of the show, Glenn Larson, I have a question. Mm-hmm. 
because he's I think also listed as part of the writing on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, has has he ever seen season one of Battlestar Galactica? No, probably not. Because it feels like that at times. <laughs> it, it, it really does. D Squadron, D Squadron. Whatever happened to Red Squadron, Blue Squadron, Gold Spar Squadron, uh, I, Yellow Squadron, Green Squadron? You got me. I don't know. D Squadron? I, yeah, and I, and would it be D Squadron? Or if they were going to do it, would they go, it's Delta Straw Squadron? I, yeah, I would think that they would go with something other than a letter. But then again, this is like, you this know, Belsar like Galactica, Galactica for idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Galactica that's been D for dumbed. Been, been made. Made just on what you heard from your buddy telling you about what Battlestar Galactica was. And you thought, oh, that's cool. I'm going to write a script for it, make a series. Except that Glenn Larson's name is on this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I'm trying to ignore that. A, and it, there was something else that happened in this episode that really shocked me because it's the first time we've, it's happened in this entire series. And uh, I think it was Troy's. And so I came to that realization about 10 centons ago yeah like he said centons mm-hmm. we haven't had a good proper galactica measure we've had years yeah we've had light years we've had all, all it, it, no centons all of a sudden they're going to do the galactica stuff uh, that's probably the only thing the writer remembered from the series <laughs> yeah that, that was kind of strange uh, we did mention the Agra ships were the the Valley Forge, the Berkshire, and the Sequoia. I don't Not know enough. if that was their names in this, but that was their names in Silent Running. Yeah. Doug Trumbull's film, uh, <laughs> Silent Running. Uh, some people think it's a classic. Some people think it's um, a film. And uh, <laughs> Doug Trumbull, one of the high school or college students that he got to work on that film, Dykstra. John Dykstra, Dykstra, special effects. Special effects guy, Battlestar yep. Galactica. Yep. Of course, they they just reused the footage. They'd used it before. Uh, oh I yeah. Think in yeah, the original series, but yeah, they uh, they were using it here uh, to save them some save them some uh, puppetoids. And if I remember correctly, they had to use the the actual shots from the movie because the prop was broken up after the film because. Uh, Dykstra and Trumbull didn't want to see it, you know, put in every B and D grade movie that came along that could uh, borrow oh, that's the That's interesting. That's interesting because what I, I read earlier today, and I'm sure it's just on the internet, was that they did store it for a few years <laughs> and it's too expensive. So it was broken up and they even know what landfill it was sent to. Oh, okay. Um, and except for a few of the domes, one of which is in a museum of pop sci-fi culture in Washington, I believe. Yeah, Washington. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it was yep. it was broken up and destroyed. And then, fine. I mean, they've got their stock library. I mean, they've been doing this throughout the entire first series, too, with all their shot, mm-hmm. shots from the guns from Navarone and whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the they, special uh, effects shots that uh, were, were done for Ballastar, we got to see a good good chunk of them in the first uh, 15 minutes of this episode we did we did yeah. including the cylon base stars and uh-huh. they even replayed a sequence of a of a cylon coming in to talk to the imperious leader yep now i cannot confirm this i can confirm parts of this one that was not patrick mcnee no doing the not. voice of the imperious leader 
No. Looking at IMDb, an actor yeah, by the name so. of Dennis Haysbert yeah. was was uh, credited as voice only for Creature. <laughs> yes, I I was confused when I looked at the credits. Like, who the heck is th- the Creature? What Creature? Did they run the wrong credits? For- oh, wait a minute. The Imperious Leader. Got They're it. They're talking about the Imperious Leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I... I yeah, I guess if they put Imperious Leader in the in the credits, people would have gone, what's an Imperious Leader? Yeah, exactly. I was confused by D-Squadron. I mean, there's this... That, are, does that mean there's an A, B, and uh, C-Squadron? Sure. <laughs> the Cuba Squadron. Cuba is just... The Daggets. Oh, you mean D-Squadron. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we got a Daggett in this. Yeah. Okay. A sad callback. Okay. Earth screw-ups. Category, one thing that's never good in this show, never good in this show, I'm going to repeat that, never good in this show, is their inability to understand English. (laughs) But also, also, the fact that they've never seen a scarecrow (laughs) is forgivable. Yes. The fact that they actually mistake that for a human being. Yeah. Unforgivable. Yeah. That was dumb. Yeah. I mean, I I totally get that of all the things we've seen on this show, that they're too dumb to understand. Scarecrow, I get. You know? These, assuming that Dylan has ever been on Caprica and wasn't born on the fleet. And uh, And we know Troy is boxy. He's... Just old enough to have been on Caprica before it was destroyed. Yeah, I got the same age. So. I, I he's probably actually never been on a planet for any appreciable length of time. Yeah, it's I I don't know how much younger he's supposed to be than Troy, but you know what whatever the case is, they've probably never seen crops growing anywhere except on the agro ships. Right, and I doubt very much they have to scare away crows. No, no. Um, so. You know, I totally get that. You do not understand why that thing is there. Fine. Even at the distance they were at, at night. Yeah, it's kind of You silly. would not confuse that for a man. No. No. You know, that that was that was bad. Um, another one that um, I thought was really bizarre was when Adama says something to the effect of what the Earth people call clouds. Enough. What do you call them, Adama? Yeah. Sky we con- call them Fogulons. Yes. <laughs> Fogulons will work. I think we should I think we should come up with galactic words for things that they don't that they should know that they don't. What what would be a what would be a cloud? I mean it could be a oh oh uh a a vapor a vaporon, a vaporol, uh something like that. Um some variation on the word vapor. Yeah. And the most egregious of the bunch, Dylan, nor Troy for that matter, know what the word cute means. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah, they were trying to do something there, but it's, yeah, it wasn't, that did not work very well. Oh, uh, oh, cute. It's like, really? It's really? like they have that one joke, so they're going to keep doing it over they're and over. They're going to keep using it. Yep. And then, of course, they, you know, I, I love the fact that they're, 
I don't know. They don't even know if they did it this episode. But one of the things I ate about that particular joke is when they do the word, right? Like, do you guys have a car? Car? A conveyance. Uh, no, we do not have a car. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that was a hard word for me to say. So we're just going <laughs> to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. But this is a guy. Do you. Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> no. Why do you ask? This is the guy who, upon arrival at Earth, is like, yeah, we got a whole continent's women to pick from. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and you couldn't figure that one out. Uh, uh, once again, I think whoever wrote this didn't actually watch the previous episodes. <laughs> or, you know, humans. Uh. <laughs> You could you could absolutely do stuff with the fish out of water approach with these guys, but not the way they do it. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there are there are things between the differences of the cultures that they could play up, where we just like totally don't understand it. But that's a car, <laughs> that's an automobile. I mean, are they confused by the fact that some people call them cars and some people call them automobiles? Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, it's a ground transport. And that's funny. I, oh, uh, so the overnight uh, crop crop system. Yeah. All right. So we we don't have any equipment to plow the ground, but don't worry, we got laser blasters. Cool. Yeah, that makes yeah, whatever. I mean, toasted earth. Yeah, it, it's gonna when you blast it like that, you're gonna kill all the bad bacteria in the, in the soil. Well, um, that's not really what you what happens when you. You make furrows to turn the ground and stuff like that, but sure. <laughs> um, yeah, just turn it into molten uh, glass. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they were using it on stun. <laughs> they got to stun the ground. <laughs> oh, my. You know, I don't know. If if you shoot the ground and it explodes and make a furrow and it's on stun, I don't want to get yeah. shot with that. That would no, hurt. No, no. Well, I mean, Seidel is still in the hospital after getting shot with stun. Well, that's so... true. We don't know whatever happened to him. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, th- so there's the, there's the laser plowing, which is terrible. Oh, terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. And then the... But you know where I'm going, right? Broadcasting of the seed. The broadcasting of the seeds. First <laughs> off, they brought the kids in to help them with that. Then, sure. But the kids don't do that. The people jumping are Troy and Dylan every time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Is that because they didn't have pint-sized stuntmen available probably. to do the, the bionic yeah. leaps? Probably. That actually I, would, I just, would make some sense. I just find it hard to believe that leaping 50 feet into the air and then just sort of flinging seeds about oh, oh, that would, is what you want to do. That would make harvesting so time-consuming. Because a big reason you put the plants in rows like that is so you can just go one after another and t- you know pick them up. Uh, yeah, and they're not going to get they're going to lay and, on and the did surface. They know and and what plants are they getting? I mean, are they mixed all oh, the seeds knows? together? They just mixed them all up. Yeah, it's all going to go in the same place anyways. Yeah, we're all just going to eat it. So what's the big deal? Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's all going to be gone tomorrow anyways. Uh, yeah, better. I did I, I did very much love the scene when the two ranch hands were trying to knock Troy and Dylan over with the uh, bags of seed. Oh, yeah. You, you I know, can take they, another one. 
<laughs> you know, they, they, they make those seeds, the, the big bags of seeds, they probably weigh no more than, say, I don't know, 100 pounds, which, yeah, <laughs> it's a little heavy. I was going to say, if they're, they're 100 pounds, it would, two men to toss them, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Now, I remember, you know, as a kid getting 50-pound bags of dog food, and I'm going to guess that dog food doesn't weigh quite as much as seeds, and the bags are huge. I don't know, 50 pounds of dog food and 50 pounds of seeds probably weigh about the same. But, I mean, uh, volume-wise. Oh, oh, okay, I can see how that might be different. I, yeah. was, I was just, frankly, worried about your childhood. <laughs> well, you know. That what they fed you? <laughs> Your job, yeah, you, you know, you had to make do with what they gave you. you really, had little choice in the uh, the because. facility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Go ahead. So, fifty pound, hundred pound bag of seed. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you know, you could, you know, scoot that out of the back of a truck and carry it yourself. You're not going to do it very far, really want to, but you could do it. You know, they don't make the the bags so heavy that you can't lift them easily. You know, two guys just can't pick it up you know, uh, fairly gingerly and move it someplace or mm-hmm. one really big guy can pick them up and do it. So that was kind of a, uh, amusing, but yeah, a nice, nice uh, use of the super strength there. Yay. And, and I, again, I could totally imagine, I can totally imagine now that they've gotten rid of the kids, right. Mm-hmm. Or they don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, and they can, they can now travel around the country going to different places to do um, what well you know the galactica can can have different needs like we need to we need some mining stuff so they need they need, they're on a quest to get materials or they're on something but yeah. they travel around and then whenever they arrive right they get involved with the local people the nice people <laughs> and they help them out right with their superpowers and and then they move on before the uh, air force Arrives chasing or the I, I, local police or FBI or anybody else who happens to have seen their new picture their their, poster, yeah. Their photos in the the water posters in the the post office or in the newspapers or even on TV. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing worse is if you turn into a giant green guy who ripped up stuff and had to go from city to city, uh, posing as a drifter Looking for a new pair of pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Every time. Now is he yeah. posing as a drifter, or is he indeed? No, a he's a, he's a drifter. I it sound <laughs> posed, just... posing as a drifter sounded better. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I was kind I'm of wondering. I'm not to be a drifter. I'm actually a scientist. Exactly, exactly. Drifting is just a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have known what their next assignment was. You know, just a line or two from Adama would have helped. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I would have liked to have seen some interaction. With the 14 agro-specialists, other than just standing behind the truck while the immigration guys were there. With the, that the, was weird. Yeah, it was so, just some acknowledgement of, of them existing by Troy and Dylan would have been nice. The 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 other thing that was kind of, well, strange. Or, 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 I would say, or even better, them uh, leveling with Hector. The Hector and his family about where they're well, they from, are. you know, and it could have been a whole other, you know, uh, uh, a possibly teaching situation with immigrants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where uh, we come from. Another missed opportunity, a golden one at that. Where we come from, we don't have any Mexicans. <laughs> there you go. So no prejudice. 
wait, right. maybe that's not the right approach that we should be taking. Yeah. Yeah, that's not quite right. However, we yeah. we we don't like the Torids. The 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 Gemin Geminids. Yeah. Geminis. Yeah. Geminis? Is that what they call them? It's the Geminis, yeah. Okay. The that particular sect of yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, the, the colonies. Uh, the, the, oh yeah. They the the Beryllian Nomen. Don't forget the Beryllian Nomen that were along with them too. Oh, that sounds familiar. I went to watch the old series again. The three the three monk like dudes with the laser bolus. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Boy, that was a while now. Lance Legault as the lead Beryllian Nomen. Anyways, you were going to say something, and I interrupted you. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but that's all right. Okay. Uh, this is the kind of episode that you can interrupt. Uh, one thing I would point out is that when Troy and Dylan arrived on Earth, they, again, they have two Vipers now. They're back to two Vipers, mm-hmm. which, you know, fair enough. And they landed them at Hector's farm. <laughs> but at the end of the episode, they left on their motorcycles. Yeah, I don't also, know, maybe... Maybe somebody from the agri team had to fly back at some uh, toilet paper or something like that. Or or maybe that's a good place to keep your damn vipers. Well, that's well, also property true. property you own. Yep. True. Yeah, they are landowners now, aren't they? They are. They are, with all that money that they stole from the bank by mistake. Or just a small handful of cubits that nobody asked any questions about. Yeah, all they have to do is to go trade in some more cubits. Yeah. And, you know, wait. You know, the the problem before was he couldn't wait for it. But this time, you know, we can wait. Mm-hmm. Cubits, I got months and just give it to Hector and we'll be, we'll be yeah. good. Um, they also, when they arrived, they were wearing authentic country folk garb. Oh, yes. I noticed they got, uh, that's in my notes, new clothes. New clothes. <laughs> I think that at the end of the episode, I think obviously they were in those clothes. And then we saw them on the motorcycles in colonial garb, I think without helmets. And then we saw them on the motorcycles in puffy jackets. And yep. then we saw them with helmets on with the yes. uh, colonial in garb. In the regular riding was, garb, we see in all the footage. Yeah. Well, they, they did have, they've ridden both ways. They rode in their colonial gear with their flight suits and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we've also seen them in their puffy, puffy garb. Yeah. So yeah. they used it all down in this jackets. One. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Used them all in this one. Um, I want to know how they got those clothes. Did Dr. Z make them? I yes, I think myself. so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Amongst my many talents. I'm a, a consummate tailor. Yes. I didn't have your measurements, so I guessed, but I'm sure it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know that I have anything else about this. I, I, I really do. We got to see uh, uh, a nice growing montage with some really uh, funky synthesizer music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, as I was watching that, I was thinking, and this would have been, you know, during primetime television. Interesting. Okay, why not? <laughs> you have to remember it's not really primetime. It's family time well, on okay. Sunday. On Sunday. That's Oh, that's right. It was on Sunday. So, yeah. I guess it match it works, you know. It's either this or Wild Kingdom. And then we have to explain, you know, how people make rain. Ah. Yes. Yes. Or about solar waves. And <laughs> right. Or how you need a certain amount of cobalt and molybdenum for uh legumes oh, yeah. to grow. Molybdenum. Yeah. He did say that very badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just, I really, it's not a good episode, right? <laughs> it is not a good episode of the show. And yet, this is the <laughs> first one I walked out of and I'm like, there is hope for yep. the future. Yep. There is yep. After hope this, for the I, future. I think that if they would have made more episodes in this general vein, it probably would have done pretty well. They could have just caught caught a break, gone a little longer, maybe got a little budget so they could do a little bit more special effect shots and uh, and maybe figured out where the heck the Galactica is. Exactly. I, I would really like to know where the Galactica is, but there you go. Well, that one last episode where Adama's at the helm and he is going to uh, lead a, a drone fleet outside of galactic space to to uh lead the cylons away from earth once and for all i i am i am totally uh, on board with that notion i was yeah. thinking about that when i was watching the episodes like if you've now established a colony and the cylons are still too stupid to know where earth is mm-hmm. all you need to do is to get most of your people down yep because, to the fleet uh, with a oh. skeleton crew who are willing to sacrifice themselves or, you know, just get Dr. Z to, to kit all the ships out with drone con- controls and just have them, you know... Uh, could we could we please a, have Dr. Uh, Z have to stay behind on the fleet? Uh, well, that'd be nice. But yeah, I mean, you could just have them all slave off from Galactica and go zoom off at fleet speed and, uh, you know, never to be seen again. Yep. Problem solved. Or have the have the Galactica have the fleet zoom off and have the Galactica turn around to fight the Cylons and get blown up. Yeah, well, you don't want to you want to keep the chase going on because you wouldn't want the Cylons to go back and and say, "Well, where's the last time we saw all the other ships? Let's go there." But uh, yeah, you know, I had hope, but but you know, let's not. Not throw abandon all hope here. There's one more episode. Yeah, There's it will get better. Episode right? and uh, that's what we'll be looking at next time. And when we uh, look at Galactica, Battlestar Galactica season two, Galactica 1980, Battlestar Galactica 1980, however you want to call it. Do you have anything else on this one? Nope. In that case, I will tell you all that the next episode is the return. Of Starbucks. Yes. Wow. All right, John, thank you for joining me. No, you're welcome. Uh, listeners, I hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash fusion patrol or patreon.com slash fusion patrol. For our monthly Patreon subscribers, we're currently running a special series on Babylon 5. Come join the conversation in the comments section of this episode at FusionPatrol.com. You'll also find there over a decade of past episodes. You can find some of our other works at SoundCloud.com FusionPatrol. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. Next time on Fusion Patrol, we'll be looking at the 1960 George Powell extravaganza, The Time Machine. Come join the conversation.